Hi everyone, this is Tyler Martin, the host of the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to teaching busy people how to develop lifelong fitness habits and fit sustainable diet and exercise into their life. In today's episode, I'm going to give an overview of a complete fitness system that was tailor-made for a busy person. I decided to do this because most of my podcasts so far have been about very specific fitness topics like fitness metrics or macronutrients or motivation. This podcast will provide an overall framework for how everything in my system fits together. So hopefully you find it helpful to read and just get your head wrapped around how a whole system for fitness, including diet and exercise, is something that can fit into your busy lifestyle. So with that, let's jump right in. First, let me just tell you a little bit about how I became interested in this topic of building a fitness system for busy people. My background with fitness started with me being an athlete. I was a competitive level wrestler all through high school and then on into college. And I also coached high school wrestling for several years. And this is where I got my informal education in fitness, which was doing several hours of cardio every week, plus two to three separate strength training sessions in a gym setting. And then all the time that is required to plan meals and manage a nutrition plan, which is especially important in the sport of wrestling because you have to compete within a weight class. And so in order to compete, you have to be at or below the weight limits for your weight class on the day of competition. So I had this initial education in fitness. And my assumption was that when I finished with my career in wrestling, that I'd have no problem doing enough to just stay at a healthy weight and feeling good, which is what most people want for the rest of my life. But when I graduated college and my, began my professional career in sales and marketing, I learned that my assumption was completely wrong. Right out of the gate, I was working 50 to 60 hours a week, and I was also running a side business with rental property. I was planning my wedding with my wife, and we were also planning a move to Florida. I was being relocated by my company. So I was just too busy to fit the type of fitness behaviors that I had learned as an athlete into my daily life. And this was a big problem because staying fit and healthy was really important to me. So I needed a new roadmap to follow, something that was tailor-made for a busy person. And I assumed that someone must have already solved this problem. So I started looking at different systems and programs out there, but unfortunately, there just was no comprehensive solution available. Every system and program that I looked at took the same approach to dealing with being busy. They all basically said, oh, you just need to be more motivated. You need to, quote unquote, find your why, and then you'll be motivated enough to do what's necessary to, to stay fit. But this really wasn't my problem. My problem wasn't motivation. I knew exactly why I wanted to be fit. My problem was that the fitness methods that I had learned as an athlete were completely incompatible with this now busy lifestyle that, that I was living every day. So I knew that I needed a solution. So I decided to you know dig in and learn as much as I could and hopefully come up with something that could work for me. In the beginning, I knew that the answer to my problem of being busy was going to come down to building the right habits because 
the benefit of habits is that they put the right types of behavior on autopilot, which makes doing them consistently much easier, especially when you're busy. Now, on average, it takes about 66 days to form a new habit, but reaching that point of habit formation requires repeating the behavior consistently and frequently. And my problem was that the inefficiency of the conventional approach to fitness that I learned as an athlete, and, and unfortunately this is the same approach that most people learn, which is to do several hours of cardio every day and then doing separate strength training workouts, usually in, in a traditional gym setting, and doing traditional meal planning and calorie counting. This is the same approach that most people take to fitness and it's extremely inefficient, which makes it extremely difficult to repeat consistently enough to lead to habit formation. So just for example, when you take this conventional approach just to exercise, let's use that as an example, if you're just trying to meet the basic activity guidelines for adults, for adults of any age, so this is from the CDC, which is to do 150 minutes of moderate intensity cardio every week, plus two to three sessions of strength training where you're working all your major muscle groups per week. In order to achieve that following this conventional approach, the approach that most people take, it would take you at a minimum four hours of structured exercise per week in order to just meet those basic activity requirements um, for just general health and fitness. And so these, these methods that people are following in order to pursue fitness, including the ones that I was following, are extremely inefficient, which makes it almost impossible to build habits. So I, I gave a name to this issue. So I call it friction. And friction is the inefficient use of time and energy in any kind of diet or exercise process. And the what I realized was that the way that I was pursuing fitness and the way that most people approach fitness is full of friction. And this is a problem because, you know, if you if you look at the well, it's a widespread problem, actually, because if you look at the data um, that's available on this, if you look at any study um, that examines why people abandon a fitness commitment, or, a, or there's lots of survey, surveys on this as well, lack of time and energy are almost always the top reasons that people give for abandoning um, their their workout commitments or their, their fitness commitments. So my mission then became... How can I build a system of fitness that minimizes friction or eliminates friction? And I spent several years experimenting and trying different programs and systems to find the bits and, and tips and tricks that were efficient, pull those away and, and utilize those, and then discard the rest until I was finally able to build an integrated system that was focused on efficiency that worked for me and delivered some great results. All right, so let me just say a little bit about how eliminating friction from exercise processes and diet process has been able to work for me. So currently, and this has been the case for eight plus years now, I only exercise 20 minutes a day and I eat meals that 
keep me full and satisfied and I still enjoy having a cheat meal on the weekends or every now and again with with friends and family and you know at 36 years old I stepped off of a college wrestling mat 13 years ago and today I, I weigh the exact same thing that I did the day I stepped off a wrestling mat. I'm 140 pounds, I'm 5'6", I'm not a tall person. So uh, the same size that I was as a college athlete, I'm stronger now than I was then. And I have stayed very lean, you know, with a body fat under 8%. And this is, this is not my genetics. If you look at the, the, the men in my family, we're all, you know, have a tendency to be overweight and develop diabetes and have, you know, all the, the usual suspects, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. So this is, this is not supposed to be what I look like. Um, it's, it's a function of the system that I'm following. Um, and this has worked great for my, my wife as well. My wife is a busy hospice nurse. Um, she works on call. She does long 16 plus hour shifts sometimes and she's been following my system for five years now and she's had some amazing results um, she's built the habits and has incrementally now gone from wearing a size nine in jeans to wearing a size two and has kept it up for um, several years now i think two or three years and she tells me that she didn't even wear a size two jeans when she was in high school. So pretty dramatic results. And we've had other family members who've started to adopt um, principles of the system and are seeing some, some pretty dramatic results as well. So the point is that eliminating friction, and we'll get into how you do that, but this focus of eliminating friction so that you can fit exercise and nutrition into your busy life can work for anyone and can really deliver some great results. All right, now let me jump into giving an outline of the system itself and how everything fits together. So first, it's important to say in the beginning that my plan is an integrated system with three essential parts. So there's the exercise plan, there's the meal plan or nutrition side of the plan, and then there's the tracking component. And these three components all support each other to help you reduce friction all with the intention of helping you build habits. So when it comes to exercise, the first thing is to learn to work out smarter. For instance, I cut the amount of time that I spend exercising in half and still meet the CDC activity guidelines. And I do this by doing workouts that combine cardio and strength training into the same workout session. So instead of doing cardio workouts and then separate strength training workouts, I can eliminate friction by keeping these workouts down to 20 minutes by combining them. And I do the workouts no longer than 20 minutes. I do them daily. I do them at home and I do them in the morning. And I, I have a series of about three different workouts that I cycle through. So you're not doing the exact same exercises every day. You can do these workouts in any living space. All you need basically is a floor and maybe a cheap set of rubber resistance bands to get started. If, if you want to move up to other types of equipment later and you have the space for it in your home, you can do that if you want to move to, to free weights or machines or something like that, but it's absolutely not necessary. And the beauty is that when you adopt an exercise protocol like this, 
is that you can turn up the intensity as you become more able. So in the beginning, the most important thing is just building the habit of getting into the mode of exercising every day. That's the most important thing, which I mentioned before. It takes about two, a little over two months. It takes 66 days according to the research. So in the beginning, the, this should really be the focus is building the habit and that's more important than the length or intensity of your workouts themselves. So if all you can commit to in the beginning with daily exercise is spending even just five minutes doing doing a smaller version of a workout, that's totally okay. Because once you ingrained the habit, once you've gotten into the mode of doing this every day to where it feels automatic, it feels like an activity that you've don't have to think about like brushing your teeth or taking a shower once you've reached that stage even with just short five minute workouts then you can start to build up you know the length of your workout or build up the the intensity or or increase the challenge once you've reached that state where just doing exercise every day feels much easier because it's something that you've turned into a habitual behavior Now let's change gears and jump into the nutrition side of this. The big idea behind my nutrition plan is to eliminate friction by making it easier to make good decisions when you're hungry. This is the key. When it's time to eat, there should be very little to think about or decide. And the food that you need in order to eat your meals, to to follow your meal plan, need to be at your fingertips and as easy to prepare as possible. And this is what makes it feasible for you to be able to have this dynamic where you're hungry and there are very few easy steps that you need to go through to you know reach in the point where, okay, you've, you've made a meal and you're able to, to satisfy the hunger. You don't want friction in between a hungry you and you know getting satisfied because that's what can lead to, to making bad decisions. So the solution to this is advanced planning. You need a stable of pre-designed snacks and meals that you've spent the time up front working on to choose the right nutrients, the right portion sizes. This is the key. To achieve this, you need to first have the right targets, which means you need the right tools. So if you go to my website, I have a free calculator where you can plug in your goals so you can specify if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to build muscle or if you're trying to just maintain where you're at, you can plug that in and and plug in some basic information about yourself um, and it will automatically calculate how many daily calories you need to take in as well as how much protein, how much fat, how many carbohydrates, what you should be targeting to eat every single day. And then once you have your nutritional targets, then you can start to build a meal plan and you do this by using a good nutrition app. Um, There are several good ones out there. You've probably heard of um, an app called MyFitnessPal. The one that I really like is called Lose It. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but I've been using the app for over 10 years and it's just a great tool. So there's a free version, which I used for a long time, and there's also a paid version that has uh, a few more features. But when you you can get one of these apps and you can use it to easily help you build 
a meal plan. So all you need to do once you've used the calculator and you've determined what your calorie targets would, should be and what your nutritional targets should be, you can use the app to select the foods that you want to build your meals with or you can scan your foods in even um, if, if they have barcodes. And the app itself will automatically calculate the nutritional content of the meal that you're, that you're building or working on. And this makes it really easy to adjust the portion sizes of the particular foods that you're, you're putting into your meal. And you can adjust and adjust until the nutritional contents of the meal in the app match the targets that you've set for yourself through um, through filling out the calculator and, and getting you know targets based on what your plan is. So this is the method that you can go through in order to build a series of meals that can be your, your go-to, or I call these core meals. Then the next thing you have to do is invest the time up front um, to build a handful of, of these meals, enough to get started um, and make sure that they're in alignment with your nutritional targets. I recommend starting by designing just three to five different meal options. So maybe start with a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, and then maybe one alternative meal or you, could, you can add a snack in there um, as one of your staples. And the reason I advise just starting with a few is you don't want to overwhelm yourself with options in the beginning. It's, it's easier just to have a few meals that you that can be your go-to. Now, I understand some people really like variety, um, and you can add variety over time as needed, but in the beginning, it's a, start with as few meals as, as you can you can stand, um, and then, you know, when, when you get in the rhythm of, of following a meal plan like this, you know, probably over a couple of weeks, um, then you can kind of sit down and start to build additional meals or build some variety into the ones that you've already created. So that is really, really critical not to overwhelm yourself. Okay, now the last step um, of the nutrition process is making sure that you have good access to the foods that you need. So you should select foods, and this is something you have to think through during the meal building process, you have to think through selecting foods that you realistically have the time to prepare when you're busy. So think about during the work week when you're coming and going and you've got a lot going on, you know, what do you actually have time, you know, to to prepare? Do you have time to thaw out meat? Do you have time to season things and spend hours cooking every day? If not, you know, probably she should steer away from from foods and meals that might require that. Um, and then you need to also ensure that the food that you've selected is readily available when you're hungry. So you need to have your kitchen stocked with you know enough of all the ingredients that you need to get you through the week or however long you go uh, between grocery trips. And these are really the big keys: is making sure that the food is you know time efficient. You have time to make it, and the food is available. Um, you know, if you are on the go a lot, it might be a good idea to make sure that at least one of your staple meals or, or your staple snack meals um, is something that either doesn't require cooking or something that's just grab and grow, grab and go like a protein shake um, can be a good option for, for things like that. If you're going to be eating outside of the house or, you know, maybe in the office. So if you follow these steps, 
it can become much easier to build healthy eating habits and it's all about you know sticking to the habit every day until you reach that that point where this starts to feel like you have it on autopilot okay and then the last essential component or piece of my system for eliminating friction is tracking you need to keep track of your exercise performance what you eat and the impact that those behaviors are having on your body. So how is your body adapting to your training and your nutrition? Doing this gives you the feedback that you need on whether or not your actions are either effective or not effective. And you need to have this consistent feedback in order to confirm that the time you're spending on nutrition and on exercise is effective. And over time, getting this consistent feedback that affirms that you are doing the right thing, that you're not wasting your time, is what helps you build confidence. Um, and you can actually build you know, confidence in what you're doing into a habit if you stick to this long enough, which is really powerful. Okay, now in the beginning stages, when you're just trying to get started integrating new fitness behaviors into your daily routine, I actually recommend that people focus in the beginning on just building habits and take the emphasis off of you know, the physical results. So you do this by keeping track of whether or not you stuck to your planned behaviors, your fitness behaviors for the day. So this is as simple as making you know, a pen and paper list with, with three columns, three questions on it that say, did I stick to my workout plan today? Did I stick to my core meal plan today? And you just check off, you know, Monday, yes. Tuesday, yes. And so this is more of a procedural type of a goal. And once you've been consistent enough to stick to, you know, these behaviors for some amount of time, you know, like I, I said earlier, it generally takes about 66 days to form a habit. It's going to be different for everyone, but when you reach a point where it feels like you're not having to think about these steps anymore and you're just going through the motions of sticking to your meal plan of getting through your daily workout, then you can move on to tracking other things which eventually you do need to do. So at some point, you have to move up to more advanced types of tracking, like doing daily weigh-ins, you want to eventually be logging your workout performance, so keeping track of which exercise did you do each day, how much weight or resistance were you working with on your strength training exercises, how many repetitions were you able to complete in each set, things like that, um, is important to keep track of because it tells you, you know, if you're getting stronger or you're maintaining or even if you're losing strength, which you know, could indicate that you may be overtraining um, and, and would need to make some kind of an adjustment. So logging this performance um, is, is, is really, really crucial as one of the feedback mechanisms. Um, the other thing that you need to do once you kind of reach this more advanced stage is starting to track your nutritional intake. So everything coming in needs to be captured in an app, uh, which is actually really easy because if you're sticking to a core meal plan for most of the time, now of course, you know, you could have cheat meals a couple times a week if you want to, you know, that's not a big deal. Every once in a while you're going to deviate and eat things that aren't necessarily part of your more core meal plan. But if you're, if you're eating one of your pre-planned meals most of the time, 
um, which is the easiest way to make this work, um, then most of the time you're just copy and pasting, you know, previous meals, and it becomes an exercise that takes about 10 seconds to keep track of, of most of the things that you're eating in a nutrition app. So this one is pretty simple to do. Um, it, it sounds like, you know, maybe tedious things to add into your daily process, but all of them take, you know, maybe 30 seconds to actually do, you know, writing down the number of reps you did for each workout, you know, stepping on the scale in the morning before you get started with your day, um, you know, taking the, the few seconds to copy and paste your core meals as you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Doing these things actually ends up being crucial to getting that consistent feedback about how your program is working holistically. Um, and like I said before, this is what ultimately is going to be that daily reminder that you're doing the right thing, that the activities that you're you know, doing in the pursuit of fitness are having the intended effect or that they may indicate that you need to make an adjustment. But it's having that consistent feedback loop that's ultimately going to help keep you motivated long term. And by keeping track of all these habits, what you do is you connect the dots between your goals the workouts that you're doing, and your diet, the food that you're eating. And you start to understand how they all relate to and affect one another um, and are really, you know, they function as um, interdependent systems. And this ultimately is going to make you, by having this understanding and building habits around these daily behaviors, it's, it's ultimately going to ensure that you keep these behaviors up long term um, and hopefully convert them all into something that doesn't require a lot of mental effort or bandwidth because you've turned them into habits. They're all just functioning on autopilot. And this is the place where you ultimately want to reach with your entire you know, fitness process because if it doesn't require as much mental effort and you're a busy person, it becomes much, much easier to fit all of these things into your daily life. All right, so that wraps up today's podcast, and hopefully you now have a much better idea of how even the busiest person can put a system of behaviors into their life and build them up into habits so that they're going to be able to maintain doing a healthy diet and exercise procedure for a lifetime. And this is really the goal, is to make doing these things every day a consistent part of your lifestyle so that you can maintain a great quality of life um, and hopefully be mobile and and feel good for as long as possible. Thanks again for listening to the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it valuable, please subscribe, please like, and please share with others who you think may find it helpful. Also, please check out my website, frictionfactorfitness.com, where you can access more content access my free fitness calculator tools, and download a free teaser of the first three chapters of my new book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise, which is launching in March of 2023 and is now available for pre-order. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for future episodes.